Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to Dr. Mo Speaks. You are listening to episode three, and the title of this episode is Depression Part One. I'm your host, Dr. Monique Brown Smith, and the purpose of Dr. Mo Speaks is really threefold. First, it's to raise awareness on health issues at the population level or the public health level. Two, is to address these health issues at the individual level. And three, to provide resources that address the health issues that we talk about on this podcast. And for this episode, and this is part one of the depression episode, and next week we will have part two. And the purpose of this episode is really to look at what depression is. We're going to define depression. We're going to talk about some of the symptoms of depression. And we're going to talk about the population level statistics, how many people are affected by depression. And then for part two, for our next episode, we're going to come to the individual level and we're going to talk about certain other illnesses that may occur with depression or certain behaviors that may occur with depression that may result in depression or that may result from depression. And of course, in part two, we're also going to provide helpful resources for people who may have depression or have depressive episodes. We're going to provide resources so that we can help others. Okay, so that is the purpose for this episode and the next. So you're listening to episode three. And Dr. Mo Speaks is being broadcasted on Anchor.fm and the date is February 3rd, 2019. And I do have a few disclaimers before I continue. So Dr. Mo Speaks is an extension of Brown Research Consulting Inc., which is a research consulting company that provides editing and research related support to individuals, to nonprofits, and to other organizations. So Dr. Mo Speaks is an extension of Brown Research Consulting Inc., but does not necessarily reflect the views of the company. And Dr. Mo Speaks does not reflect the views of any other institution that I work for. Okay, great. So let us get into depression. What is depression? And I mean, you know, even as a little girl, I heard about depression. I would hear people say they're depressed or, um, you know, they're sad. And as I have grown and as I have studied depression, because I do do a lot of research on mental health, I've come to understand it more. And as I have been depressed as well, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. 
I have been depressed before. I'm not depressed now, but I have been there. And I'll, you know, who knows? Who knows what the future holds? But I have been there. So I understand what depression is as well. And so, you know, having that experience, but also being able to study it among other populations or among other individuals, I believe that I have, you know, um, I have the knowledge to help to spread awareness on what depression is. Okay, so let's define depression. So according to the American Psychiatric Association, depression or major depressive disorder is a common and serious medical illness that can negatively affect how you feel, the way you think, and how you act, okay? And some of these symptoms can include you know it's a variety a variety of issues that may that may occur due to depression okay and some of these include being down and being depressed some of these also include loss of interest or pleasure right um problems with sleep problems with eating not having as much energy problems with concentration problems with self-image or recurrent thoughts of death or suicide right and this is usually a period of two weeks or longer And during this period of two weeks or longer, you experience at least four of these symptoms along with depressed mood or loss of interest or pleasure. Okay, so that is the the technical definition. And but it's also important to know that there are other illnesses that may result in these symptoms that are reflective of depression. So for example, thyroid problems, um, brain tumor, or even a vitamin deficiency, right? So these are other illnesses that may look like depression, but may not be depression. So it's very important that if you do have these symptoms, for at least two weeks or more, for at least two weeks, then you should definitely um, see your primary care physician. And then from there, he will be able to refer you um, to maybe someone else or to address what is going on. But we'll we'll talk more about um, treatment options in our next episode. So as I said, we're going to look at the population statistics for this episode. So the World Health Organization state that, they state that, can you imagine how many people in the world have depression? Can you imagine? They state that 300 million people are living with depression in the world. That's a big number. 
that's a big number. 300 million people. But remember, this is a common illness, okay? And in the US, 16.2 million people have reported a major depressive episode in the past year. And the 16.2 million people, that accounts for 6.7% of the U.S. population. So around 6.7% of the U.S. population, right, have had a major depressive episode in the past year. And this was, was reported by the National Survey on Drug Use and Health um, Statistics. So when we look at women and men, right, who do you think depression is higher among? Is depression higher among women? Is depression higher among men? So usually depression is higher among women compared to men. So in the U.S., 8.5% of women report depression compared to 4.8% of men right so that that percentage for women is twice the percentage of men those who report depression when we look at age groups so depression is highest among young adults ages 18 to 25 okay when we look at race right 5.6% of Hispanic or Latino populations report depression. 7.4% of white populations report depression. 5% of black populations. 3.9% of Asian populations. And when we look at Native Hawaiians or other Pacific Islanders, 7.3% of that population reports depression. 8.7% of American Indians or Alaska Natives. However, the highest percent was seen among people who report two or more races, right? So among that population, 10.5% reported depression. And when we look at teens, when we look at teens, 12.8% um, of teens ages 12 to 17 report depression. Okay. And as I state, like, you know, there is such, so this is common. When you listen to these population level statistics or the public health statistics, when we listen to these numbers, depression is so common, right? And there is such a stigma that surrounds depression and mental illness and mental health challenges. There is such a stigma because it's like when people say they're depressed, there is this stigma that that connotates weakness or that someone is not able, I mean, like someone is not able to deal with life because they're depressed, right? But people don't usually look at that for certain physical health challenges. You know what I mean? So there's this stigma that surrounds mental health 
issues and depression is since it's common but there's still this stigma that surrounds it but i remember i have a when i took a class during my phd program um i i obtained a phd in epidemiology at the virginia commonwealth university school of medicine and one of my professors there dr brianna mezuk she taught um the class that i took on psychiatric epidemiology and she made um she made a statement that helped me so much to understand what you know mental health challenge what a mental health challenge is all about and the sort of the the challenges that surround understanding mental health issues and dr mezak stated she said listen if you go in for you know if you're not feeling well physically and you go in for a blood test or you let's say you're going in for um you know even like sexually transmitted diseases testing or you going for an HIV test when the lab tech draws the blood and testing is done on the blood to determine if a person has HIV or if a person has syphilis or if a person has gonorrhea there is something that you can see when you're doing that test so the 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 the, the lab technician who is reading the test there is something that they can see with their eyes through the microscope or you know I don't know the details of of how these tests are done but there is something that they can see to confirm if you have an STD or an HIV there is something that that they can see and it's similar when you have uh when you're doing testing for you know um if cardiovascular disease like there is something that that the um the doctors can see or there is some testing so whatever it is that's being done if it's cardiovascular disease if someone is has a high bmi or if somebody is obese you can you know stand on the scale you can read the the scale and then you can see how much that person weighs and then you know then you have to consider height as well so these are things that you can see and then there is a a a, a clear um definition right but dr mezuk made the point that but when you're dealing with mental health challenges when somebody says i am suffering from depression when somebody says you know i'm hearing voices when if somebody has um you know certain symptoms that may reflect you know schizophrenia or bipolar disorder right you cannot do a test and you cannot look at it physically to confirm that that person um is hearing voices or that person is so down that they cannot 
get up out of bed. There is nothing physically. And then there's some, you know, there's some testing that is done with, you know, looking at the brain where they can see that, you know, there are certain parts of the brain that may work differently for people who suffer from clinical depression. But in general, so for example, when you just go to your primary care physician, for example, um, there is no test right there because he can do, he or she, I said he last time, he or she, he or she can do an HIV test and they can tell you, okay, you have HIV, you don't have HIV, but it's not as clear cut. So there are certain things that people can examine in the brain, but it's not as clear cut as other physical illnesses or as physical illnesses. So that is a challenge that we face with mental health issues. And the stigma doesn't help. And there are certain cultures that really, you know, that really don't talk about mental health that much you know um but we have to get beyond that we have to get beyond that we see that 300 million people are living with depression worldwide that is close to the total number of people living in the united states there are 325.7 million people living in the united states and worldwide there are 300 million people you know, suffering from depression or having depressive episodes. This is so common. So let us not, let us not increase stigma, right? Somebody who is suffering from, from depression or struggling with depression, right? Why isn't there, there's no stigma, for example, if somebody has the flu, right but if somebody has the flu you can take you can you know you can take the temperature you can check the 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 throat you can check all these things if a person has a cold you can see if mucus is is coming out of their nose you know there are these things that you can see so easily but it's not there for mental health challenges but at the same time we need to reduce stigma surrounding depression and I'm definitely going to cover more in part two, where we're coming now to look at, we're going to look at the factors, different illnesses that are associated with depression, different illnesses that may occur with depression, that may cause depression, or that depression may result in. And then we're going to just look at behaviors that are associated with depression. And I'm also, as I stated, going to provide resources, you know, I can't give a full list you know because you know that will be very hard to do but I will provide resources that are easily accessible for people who may be depressed okay or may suffer from depression so that is what we're going to cover um, in depression part two okay so I'm telling you, let let's it's so common, but the the you know the consequences can be very, very adverse. I'm telling you, if it's not treated, if it's not handled, and as I said, we'll talk more about this in episode four. Okay, so that is what I wanted to share um, 
for episode three depression part one thank you so much for your support thank you for listening to dr mo speaks i am dr monique brown smith and remember i'm open to your suggestions for topics that you may be interested in hearing about so you can email me at brown research consult at gmail.com that's b-r-o-w-n r-e-s-e-a-r-c-h-c-o-n-s-u-l-t at gmail.com you can also reach me through the website www.brownresearchconsulting.com you can reach me on instagram at dr m j brown you can also reach me on twitter at dr m j brown i'm also on linkedin and um, Brown Research Consulting Inc. also has a Facebook page and I can be reached on that as well. So please, I'm looking forward to hearing from you and I'm also excited about talking more about depression um, next week. And so please listen out for that. So thank you so much and I hope you know, I hope this podcast is raising awareness, but also providing help for for others who may have um, certain health challenges. Thank you so much for listening. Walk good. God bless.